Hello, we're here at MomoCon 2014, and uh, very pleased to be joined by uh, the lovely and talented Jeremy Lee. Jeremy, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, so how are you enjoying MomoCon so far? It's been awesome. It's my first time uh, in Atlanta. I've been in the airport a couple of times, sure. so this is my first time out of the airport. It's been great. <laughs> well, well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad we could li live up to the hype of the airport <laughs> yeah. uh, that the airport brought. It's a lovely airport, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so we'll get the boring stuff out of the way. Um, what projects are you currently working on that you're able to talk about? Um, I have a couple of animated projects that I'm not able to talk about, but I have some on-camera projects that I can uh, talk about. I did a feature film called Beyond the Farthest Star, which should be coming out later this year. Um, I worked on a film in Pittsburgh earlier this year uh, with Shane Dawson as the director, uh, and the film is also part of a series that will be airing on stars called the chair which is like a project Greenlight type thing uh i guess pitting two directors together making a film based on the same script that they've kind of changed and then um viewers can watch how the films get made and all the things that come up and see all the craziness behind the scenes and all that and then the film will be shown i guess released uh shortly after that so they can see the film at the same time Oh, cool. Yeah. And then I have an animated film coming out, um, I believe, in September uh, with Sean Astin and Tim Curry. And I am working on a play that my uh, husband wrote and will be directing called Happy New Year uh, about a bunch of... It's a murder mystery uh, where each character is a holiday, and I will be playing Halloween, which will be <laughs> eventful. I have lots of costume changes. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds that sounds very festive. It is. It is festive is the perfect word for it. That would be an understatement. Right now, our apartment is filled with like a ridiculous amount of crazy decorations from all these holidays. It looks like a holiday bomb exploded in our living room because we just shot the Kickstarter uh, last weekend. So, oh, excellent! Yeah. Um, so, tell me a little bit about what first drew you to acting. Uh, well, honestly, I wanted to be on Barney when I was a child, <laughs> so that was the ultimate goal, uh, was to be on Barney, um, which did not happen. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, um, but I did work with a couple people, uh, who worked on Barney, and the opportunity was almost there, but, um, they, they told me to take a different route in doing more. Uh, film work and voiceover work. So I, I got into voiceover work when I was seven um, because they needed a three-year-old voice, but obviously three-year-olds can't read unless they're geniuses. And uh, no offense to any genius three-year-olds. I think that's great. Um, but I uh, was brought into the booth and they just had me talk and then I um, ended up getting cast for this 7-Eleven commercial and then from there they would just keep calling me in to do voiceover commercials and radio spots and worked for Radio Disney and it all continued one thing after another. So that was kind of cool. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, so aside from Barney, <laughs> um, who would you say has had the biggest impact on your career? Oh, man. Um, that's so difficult. I've had so many fantastic opportunities. Uh, I've worked with Radio Disney since I was nine 
um, which has been constant uh, sight reading practice. I was also an on-air DJ, so I learned what it was like to be live on the air and editing my own bits and taking the phone calls. And um, I've done a lot of improv training. Um, I've had some great acting teachers, uh, Nancy Chartier, Gail Cronauer. Um, I worked with uh, Renee O'Connor, who was... Uh, Xena Warrior Princess's uh, sidekick, Gabrielle. She's actually playing my mom in Beyond the Farthest Star. And uh, she's such a fantastic actress and humanitarian and mother and friend. Um, and uh, just getting to work with her and seeing somebody that's a working actor that has a family that's very grounded and has had such a successful career has been really lovely to see. And I get to work with some of the coolest women and men at Funimation and Bang Zoom and, and other studios. Uh, and they're super talented and they've accepted me like the crazy little sister that I have kind of become. Um, and I've been very fortunate to have uh, a family that's very supportive of what I do. My parents have taken me out to California or if I have an audition across the country, they figure out a way for me to get there and keep me updated on my schoolwork when I was in school and um, a brother who never judged me for <laughs> talking all the time. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of lucked out and won the lottery and of a great support system and great, uh, great people that have helped guide me on my journey as an actor. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, um, can you point to maybe a particular challenge for you personally as far as, as in your career and in your development, something that, that was maybe difficult that you had to work to overcome? I think uh, over the years there have been different challenges that arise. Um, a stupid little challenge when I first started doing anime was doing reactions because you know, society says that girls aren't supposed to make funny noises and that's totally okay for boys to do. And then when you're in a box with a window and you feel like a panda at the zoo, people are telling you to make funny noises, you feel like they might laugh at you. Um, but that was not what happened. So once I got over that hurdle, it wasn't a big deal. Um, and uh, various other things. I think the biggest issue that constantly keeps coming up um, is just... When you're an actor and you're auditioning for things all the time, you're often met with insecurity because you're putting your heart on the line to do this role and 400 to 5,000 people can audition and only one person is going to get cast. And you constantly have to remind yourself that it's nothing personal. It just wasn't your day that day for whatever reason. You might have reminded someone of their ex-girlfriend in high school who broke their heart and they don't want to cast you for that. Um, which that has come up. I've also been cast because I reminded someone of their daughter. Um, and I haven't been cast because I reminded someone of their daughter and they didn't <laughs> want to see their daughter have a boyfriend in the film. So <laughs> there's all these crazy things that come up and it's such a, uh, such a, a crazy opinionated, um, business that, uh, when you're constantly putting yourself out there, you have to be ready for any sort of rejection and just let it roll off your back. And often that's a little difficult because we're humans and as actors, we have feelings and we love our feelings. We share them all the time. So, uh, that's probably been the biggest thing and the inconsistency of work because you can't work on everything. So having, um, having been in acting so long and having done different types of acting, on camera voice stage, is there a type of acting or a type of theater that you've not had a chance to actually do professionally that you would love to? 
Uh, I haven't gotten to do any motion capture work for video games, and I think that would be so much fun, as my mom is a dance teacher, um, and I danced growing up. Um, so I really, and I love to, to do uh, fitness stuff, so I think that would be a really fun aspect of, of the business that I haven't gotten to do uh, just yet. Um, I don't know. I just, I love working. So any opportunity to do anything, I found like when I'm doing, um, a bunch of on-camera work, I start to really miss being in voiceover. And when I'm doing just VO work all the time, I really miss being on camera. Um, and people say like, oh, I hate doing commercials. And I hadn't done a commercial in like two years and I just shot another commercial and it was, it was so much fun. It's like a little mini story for one day. So, um, that's what's so great about all the different, uh, subsets of, acting is there's so many things that you can do uh, to stay busy and keep working. So, but yeah. One of the difficulties that I've heard that come comes in voice acting is the, not just the reactions, but the, the sort of physical noises, the action noises. Yeah, yeah. Did, do you think that having, be, being physically active as you are, um, Having some some experience with dance, do you think that that has a was that a, a boon to you doing voiceover that you know how did it give you an insight into making being able to like do doing fighting noises? Yeah. not even remotely. Um, because <laughs> normally when you're dancing, it's not good to make all sorts of noise. Um, and fighting actually, Jamie Markey and Chris Bevins, I think, were the the two first directors that I had that cast me in a fighting role. And, um, they like walked me through the process of this is, and I, and I've, I've never been like, you know, in a serious fight. I'm a lover, not a fighter. So I don't know what it's like to get punched or things like that. But once you start, uh, realizing, okay, this is what this sound would sound like. This is, you know, when you exhale, when you're punched in the stomach and you see how the body works. Um, I think my, my awareness of my body and dance and things like that made it easier to make that transition and kind of see visually why you would exhale rather than inhale or things like that. Um, but yeah, no, that wasn't, that, <laughs> that did not help, unfortunately. That would have been great. <laughs> We're starting to, to run a little bit low on time. You've got places you need to, to <laughs> things to do. Um, but really quickly, just a, a couple of, of last questions. Do you have any charities that you support? Um, I work a lot with the uh, Pranic Healing Organization, uh, which is an energy healing group. And they do uh, their own charity for um, kids at Christmas. And they also feed the homeless once a week and do healing clinics for those who cannot uh, pay for medical care. So once a week, they're always doing energetic healing and things like that. And they've had a lot of miraculous stories. So I love working with that organization because it's something not a lot of people know about. And a lot of people think it's crazy and weird, but I think that's great. If it works for some people, all the more reason to expand your awareness of possibilities. Fantastic. And, uh, any uh, forms of social media or anything else that you want to promote? Yes, I am on Twitter, at uh, Sheremy Lee, and I think I'm on Instagram. I don't know what my Instagram tag <laughs> is. I think it's CLK Star or something like that because I love stars. Um, and my Facebook is just Sheremy Lee. All right. Well, Sheremy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, guys. This is great. All right. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Thanks.